Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Vinny and Haney on your home for sports. 1057 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. Seattle in town. Take it on the Ravens. We were just talking off the air. Last time the Seahawks were in Baltimore was in 2015. Ravens blow out the Seahawks 35-6 to that day. But I was at a game back in the olden days, Norm, 20 years ago. Ravens were playing the Seahawks in Baltimore. Ravens were getting trounced at halftime. And who has two thumbs and tapped out at halftime? No. This guy right here. <laughs> I walked down to uh, Hanover Street, went to Mums, started sucking out beers with a couple other people, watched the second half. Anthony Wright threw four touchdown passes to uh, Marcus Robinson. Jesus. I think it was, and the Ravens won in overtime. But that was then. This is now. And Seattle comes in first place, but six-point dogs. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fed. Bob Haney, Vinny Serrato joining us now to preview the game. Two first place teams. He's on the WGK Law guest hotline, Baltimore Banner. He is Jonas Schaefer. Jonas, good morning. Morning, fellas. How's it going? Good. It's going all right. And uh, Vinny and I were talking yesterday in the first segment about the West to East uh, dilemma that faces those teams. And Seattle's already done it a couple of times. So as we look for advantages in favor of the Ravens, do we consider that to even be one at this stage of the season? I think it really depends on, I guess, one, the guys, you know, the, the quality of the team that's doing it. And also, number two, man, maybe more importantly, like when that West Coast to East Coast team has actually arrived. I mean, I remember, was it last year or two years ago when the Chargers, uh, before the Ravens blew them out in Baltimore, like flew into BWI on Saturday night? And, you know, 12 hours later, they were playing the Ravens and looked like they were just completely sleepwalking through it. So, I think the Ravens did the the smart thing last week, flying out to Arizona a day earlier than they typically do. But there is still that jet lag, still that, uh, you know, body adjustment period. I mean, Michael Pierce told us after the game on Sunday that he woke up at 4 o'clock the morning of the game because his body thought he's still on the East Coast. So it really just depends on how well these coaches and these players can manage that, uh, you know, three-hour time difference. Hey, Jonas, I, I thought my biggest key for this game is is the Ravens got to make it an AFC North game. They got to make it a physical game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is – I love this matchup. I, I, I hope this game is as competitive as I thought 
the Ravens Lions game would be, which I also, you know, could kind of see the comparisons to an AFC North game. Um, I think the Ravens have the advantage on the lines, mm-hmm. uh, which which should favor them. This is not really that great of a Seattle offensive front, and, and really their only saving grace a lot of times has been Geno, just whirling and twirling and making stuff happen. He's been like Mahomesian sometimes and just avoiding uh, you know, letting those pressures get converted into sacks. But if the Ravens can establish the run, if, if, if the Ravens can – you know, keep Seattle from, you know, calling up from, from, you know, dialing up shot plays off play action, then I think everything will be tilted in their favor and that they should feel really good about them. But, you know, I, I don't feel as confident as I would have a week ago because of, you know, what the, the Cardinals put on tape against the Ravens run defense. Yeah. Uh, and Jonas, I think that um, the, this is a big game for the receivers. They, they've got to, because they got to win one-on-one battles and this is the best secondary they'll play against. And they gotta they gotta be sharp running routes. They gotta hit their right depth. They gotta be able to separate. You know, I think this is a big big game for the receivers. Yeah, I mean, not not only in structure, but but out of structure as well. I mean, you know, I, I wrote about this this morning in our preview that went up. But the Cardinals, you know, did some things that showed a lot of respect for Lamar and his passing game last week. They played a lot of quarters coverage. They, they played a lot of drop eight. You know, Lamar saw more drop eight snaps, uh, twice as many drop eight snaps uh, last week than he did in any game this year, and he wasn't that great against it. You know, two for five, 15 yards, took a sack. He had to scramble once. So he, he's got to be able to at least, you know, if not uh, take what's available to him underneath, if he's going to see a lot of those quarter, you know, two high looks. And he's also going to have to be on the same page with those guys when it's time to improv and, you know, you need to get a little bit messy. And obviously that's all strength of Lamar. He did incredibly well uh, against Detroit when, when things kind of broke down, but this is a, a great Seahawks, uh, you know, a couple of nice Seahawks pass rushers. Boy, Mafe is a, a great player. Leonard Williams is, you know, more of a run stuffer than, than anything at this point, but, but he can have some juice occasionally. You know, Bobby Wagner's great. Jamal Adams wouldn't surprise me if we saw, him blitz a lot. So uh, it's going to be really interesting to see just how this offense responds after a, frankly, really, really disappointing performance against Arizona until that fourth quarter. Yeah, I see them being able to throw the ball in the middle of the field, you know, with their linebackers. And then their corners are so aggressive. I see them taking some shots on some double moves. (laughs) Have Have we seen any of those this year? I can't really recall a whole lot of Lamar pump faking and then watching someone go on that, you know, out and up, but well, he doesn't it, even it need to pump fake really, because, you know, if they're playing, you know, zone and, or if they're playing man and they're biting, they're not even looking at Lamar. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, it, it's, it's going to be a fun test uh, because Devin Witherspoon is, you know, playing like an elite cornerback. Mm-hmm. Tariq Woolen was better last year as a rookie than he is this year, but he, he's been great. You know, Jamal Adams, um, not really known for his coverage skills, but you know could maybe be a, a pretty good Mark Andrews stopper just based on his physicality. I think their their you know their full time slot cornerback, if it's not Adams, has done a good job. Uh, but you know if Seattle plays a lot of single high looks like Detroit did, if, if they want to get aggressive with those blitzes and you know just leave one safety up top, and if, if Lamar sees a lot of cover three. 
then he could just pick apart like he did uh, Detroit's, you know, cover three, cover one looks a couple weeks ago. So it's going to be really, really fascinating to see what kind of answers Todd Munkin has for the Seattle defense that I think is, is a lot better than, than maybe people expect. Now, um, Jonas, I, I see that their O-line, I think Cross is a really good player, their left tackle. Sounds yeah. like Peters is going to be the right tackle, 41 <laughs> years old. I, I think like Oway and and I think Clowney, I think they can take advantage of that. But I think the inside guys, because I'm not big with their two guards, and I don't. the center's not a big guy, and I think Pierce – you know, and Travis Jones can get some push there. I think they're going to get some inside pressure. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I've come all the way around on Matabike. You know, I was I was a little bit skeptical of him a couple of weeks ago because he was just having these outrageous, you know, sack totals uh, when the pressure rate really wasn't there. But and I, I looked it up this week, and he is – performing like a top five interior lineman right now in terms of pass rush production. It, it's really incredible. And that, that six and a half sack is not a mirage. It, it's, it's legitimate. He is a, a really, really good player playing in a really good scheme with ching, a lot of ching, really ching. good players around him. Yeah. What was it? Ching, ching, ching. Contract. Yeah. Ching, ching, ching. <laughs> and you know, I, I guess the, the Seahawks, uh, they, they might get back their right guard this, this uh, on Sunday, Phil Haynes. Um, I think he was returning to practice on Wednesday, and he, he was limited or, or a no-show in practice on Thursday. Uh, I don't know how much of an upgrade he would be over the backup, but, you know, I think we've seen with Patrick Queen, with Roquan, with Michael Pierce, for, for crying out loud, just how disruptive this interior pass rush could be when it's locked in and it's when it's playing against an overmatched offensive line. And, you know, even if Charles Cross and or Stone Forsyth or – you know, the the old man out there at right tackle is is doing what they have to. I still think the Ravens can throw uh, a wrench in mm-hmm. and uh, Seattle's passing offense just by bringing heat up front. Hey, Jonas, you know what I was thinking? You know, because so many of, you know, the O-ways and Clowney, you know, everybody misses the quarterback. And you think because they, you never practice it. When do you ever practice taking a quarterback down? You never do. I know the uh, that, that little OA spinorama reminded yeah. me of like a like a cartoon character trying to throw a guy off screen and just <laughs> didn't work. Uh, yeah, I mean, they. I, I think a lot of that uh, lack of finishing can probably be attributed to Jadavian uh, to Clowney, who's never been a great finisher. You know, he's always been able to generate pressures, but just doesn't have the bend to to kind of finish sacks or the. I don't know the, the the finishing ability to, to put guys down the ground, but it, it was surprising to see Owe, uh, you know, let a guy wriggle free, and we've seen it happen some other times. I mean, <laughs> Lord knows Joe Burrow has done it time and time again every time he he faces the Ravens. So Geno's, you know, he's not a A plus athlete, but he he's got some moxie to him. And if the Ravens don't get two hands on him, and if they try to knock him over with their shoulders, then He's going to end up breaking their hearts and throwing a 40-yard bomb to DK Metcalf. He is Jonas Schaefer, Baltimore Banner. Jonas, as always, appreciate the time. It's going to be a beautiful Sunday afternoon. Enjoy the game. We'll talk to you next week. 
All right, guys. Be good. There's John right, Schaefer, Jones. everybody. It's Vinny and Haney, 1057. The fan will come back, take your phone calls. 410-583-1057. Keith Cavanaugh, TerrapinTimes.com. He'll join us, preview the Maryland basketball team, the men, as they open their season Tuesday against Mount St. Mary's and then Penn State tomorrow, a game you can hear on the fan and watch on Fox, a little national TV fun. Spread started at 10.5. It's down to 8. What in the hell is that all about? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sports with balls. It's Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. Obviously, not where I want to be, but when I signed here, I said I want to come here, win a Super Bowl, and win, and we're 6 and 2. Got to keep going. Long season. So, Doug Beckham Jr. met with the media yesterday, Ravens locker room, talking about his season personally. 14 catches, 162 yards. Yet the score. Ravens as a team, however, 6-2, first place in the AFC North. So he sounds very team-oriented mm-hmm. there, but got to be stewing inside, Vinny, that the touchdowns have been uh, non-existent so far. Well, I think the frustration showed when he was banging his helmet, you know, after the one. I mean, he's had targets. Probably just wishes that the balls, you know, I mean, the balls that he's gotten in the end zone have not been great throws so i mean and and lamar's trying so i mean that's the thing he can't be upset he had more targets than anybody all right let's get out to the phones 410-583-1057 is the number raven six point favorites over the seattle seahawks let's go to baltimore started off with Rashawn. Rashawn, thanks for holding what is happening hey no problem man happy friday y'all yeah you too Hey, man, with this game, everybody's so concerned and everything. I'm not concerned. Just like the Lions game was supposed to be the big test for the Ravens. And you see how that went down? I'm not um, concerned with uh, Geno Stone. I'm not Geno Stone. Geno um, Smith. Smith. Yeah, Geno Smith and everything. Uh, uh, he turns the ball over. He got maybe, what, six interceptions? He's got five in the last three games. Yeah, five in the last three games. So, I mean, as long as we get after them. And then we'll be all right. And uh, the matchup I want to see, I want to see if Humphrey's going to uh, be on Metcalf because Humphrey's got to start earning this paycheck, all this money he's making, man, and he's not really producing, in my opinion. So uh, yeah. that, that's a that's a matchup I'm looking definitely looking forward to. And they got a big tight end, too, for the Seahawks. What's the guy's name? Noah, Noah Fant. Fant. 
Yeah, yeah, man. So um, they play a lot of two end, three tight ends. Yeah, Disley's yeah. another one. Yep. So, but I, um, I, think I think maybe Stevens might be a better matchup. You know, on uh, Metcalf. You think so? Yeah, possibly. He's bigger. You know, I'm because Metcalf can run. Yeah, uh, he can outrun Marlon Humphrey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Marlon should be up for the challenge, though. As the number one cornerback, you know, top paid guy, you should want that challenge. I'm sure Deion Sanders back in the day never shied away and said, no, I don't want to uh, stick Jerry Rice or Mike Worm or whoever he was playing for at the time. That's you know, all he, he wanted. Should be up for the challenge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He would so, just hold Michael big... Irvin. <laughs> right. get away with it. Uh, I think I think the Ravens Ravens might win thirty to twenty. All right, thirty so, to no. twenty. Well, they cover the spread, and thanks for Sean, and cover the spread and hit the over, which is forty four and a half right now. Hmm. Marlon Humphrey's not the Marlon Humphrey of Pro Bowl vintage. He foot hurt, slowly working himself back into the yeah. uh, swing of things. And, and Lockett's a tough guy to cover because he's so quick in and out of cuts. Yeah, I don't know. If... Metcalf's big, he's fast. The, the, the play, remember we caught Buda Baker? We had like a 50-yard head start on him on a pick, pick yeah. six. A couple years ago, Metcalf caught him from behind. I mean, DK Metcalf can truck. He didn't practice yesterday, though. And there, and uh, was uh, Lockett back? Because he was out the day before with Hammy. Yes, limited, I believe yeah. it is. So, um, uh, Pete's real nice to the vet guy. I mean, you know, Pete's going to take it easy with those guys. But Metcalf's a tough – they're going to go deep. They throw three or four times a game deep, no matter – come hell or high water, they're taking some deep shots. Let's get back to the phones. Go to East Baltimore. It's Jason. Jason, what's happening? Featured artist Friday, hey, football Bob, Friday. Hey, man, how you doing? Hey, man, look, look, I would love to see a blowout, but I don't see one. But I do think the Ravens win. I just think it's going to be a shootout. And I think Lamar and Geno are going to go – Mono Imano in this game. I think they both are going to put on a good show. I just hope the Ravens come out early and punch, you know, the Seahawks in the mouth and, you know, control the time of possession, all the good stuff that, you know, I'm sure you already talked about, Vinny and Bob. But what do you think? Do you think that this could turn into a shootout or you think it's going to be one-sided one way or the other? I think it just depends on how the quarterbacks play. If 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 one of them's turning the ball over – then I don't. Then I think it, if both are playing well, it's going to be a shootout. If yeah. one team turns it over, the other team's going to have a big advantage. I I just think it's going to be the game of the week, man. And I think um, we're going to be the shootout and show that we can win in a high scoring game as well, in a close competitive game as well. Because we really haven't had one of those this year. We had blowouts or you know medium score games, but mm-hmm. I think it's going to be something crazy. Like both teams are going to score in the thirties. I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping it's much easier for the Ravens than that. But I do think we win, and I think Lamar will put on the show. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know that Seattle can right, score James, into thanks, the 30s just because the Ravens are going to get pressure on him. All right, let's get back to the phones. Let's go to Trey and Joppa. Trey, what's happening? What's happening, fellas? How you doing, man? Just a couple of thoughts on the game Sunday. Um Definitely think it's going to be a little closer than the line game. Uh, I still got us winning by ten, though. But I think we might, you know, we might pull away a little late. Um, I think, it, like Vinny been saying all morning, the receivers got to come play this week. Mm-hmm. You know, just because they have a good secondary, guess what, guys? The rules is all catered to the offense. We got to win. Win your one on ones. If we do that, Ray Flowers, Bateman. I like how Bateman's been um, emerging. You know, I think Lamar. 
thing that's underrated about Lamar, I think he has great relationship skills with people. You know, he might not be the most vocal guy from what we see, but behind the scenes, you know, I think he has a good niche. He completed the pass to Likely last week, went out of his way to, you know, pat him on the, um, pat him on the helmet before he went off the field. That's because that was like the first that. time he caught one in four weeks. <laughs> yeah, but guess what? But, you know. No, I saw, I saw the was, same thing. He wasn't sarcastic about it. No. You know how fans are here when You know what I mean? I think that really goes a long way with guys in the long run. And um, I think, you know, I think he uh, is aware of that with OBJ. I mean, I don't really look at it as him force-feeding OBJ. It doesn't seem like that to me. If he's one-on-one, Lamar wants to throw him the football. Um, you know, I, so I think you have to do that at quarterback. you got to use your better judgment at times, obviously, in your decision-making, knowing when not to, you know, force it in a double coverage and things. But you still got to spread the ball around. Sometimes two things can be true on a play. Can more than one guy be open on the same play? Yeah. You know what I mean? So sometimes it's who's going to get open first, like Lamar has said. Um, you know, I think the offensive line um, has been coming around, giving a lot more time. I kind of expect a high-scoring game, too. I'm thinking something around eh, 33 to 33 to 24, 33 to 20, something like that. But, um, yeah, I definitely like it this weekend. And hopefully we just, you know, like Harbaugh said, just get a little bit better. Just keep cres- slow crescendo. We don't want to peak too early. We don't want to peak too early. Just slow crescendo. All right, Trey, thanks for the call. So, so far today, most people, all people, picking the Ravens and uh, some level of concern for the game for sure, but uh, maybe not as comfortable as the Lions win, but comfortable nonetheless. Uh, you want to get in? You can. 4 tap 583 When we come back, things have gotten real uncomfortable for Mike Loxley's Maryland Terrapins. They've lost three in a row. Penn State looming tomorrow. 3.30 at CQ Stadium. You can hear the game on the fan. We'll talk to Keith about the week that is for Maryland. And basketball starts next week. Jerry Palm, a couple of days ago, thinks Kevin Willard's second-year squad really good. Keith's going to tell you why they could be. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Every game. Every interview, every take, 105.7, a voice of the fan. Good evening, Haiti, 105.7, the fan featured artist Friday. It's Outcast. 
chosen by you, the people. Anything you want to hear from them, send your song request to Nolan McGraw. Applause for text line. He's here for you. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Haiti, Vinny Serato, Maryland, Penn State tomorrow. Terps start basketball season. Men next week against Mount St. Mary's. Year two of Kevin Willard. A lot of expectations for the team. Jerry Palm said Maryland's going to be really good in basketball this year. But joining us now to talk about both subjects from TerrapinTimes.com. He is on the WGK Law Guest Hotline, Keith Cavanaugh. Keith, good morning. How you feeling there, dude? Should we start with some hoops today? Some do whatever you want to do, my friend. Let's do it. Yeah. Hey, the bad news was in their secret scrimmage this week with Virginia, the Terps did lose by three points and did not play very well. They played very well in their first secret scrimmage against Cincinnati and won that. But this one, uh, not as good. Who knows with the slowdown uh, pace that Virginia plays and all the new faces for the Terps. But also tomorrow one of the top point guards in the country out of the 2025 class, Chance Mallory up from Charlottesville, New Jersey, will be on campus for an unofficial visit. Hopefully the football team puts on a respectable show. Meanwhile, we wait on Derek Queen, who will probably announce next week. Maryland's still the lean, but in this crazy day and age of NIL and everything else, I think it's Maryland, Indiana, Houston, Kansas is out of it. They pulled out. Um, but I think, you know, the trend line still favors Maryland. He's the centerpiece of this class, a five-star big man, originally from Baltimore, now down at Montverde. They really need to get him uh, to kick off this 2024 class. So a few little hoops uh, nuggets there before we delve into football here. <laughs> uh, Keith Cavanaugh giving us some hoops uh, intel right out of the gate. We will get into football, as you know. But looking ahead to this uh, this season, I know Bracketology still has them, whatever you believe in, yeah. kind of in the eight or nine seed, seven seed range. And, you know, getting the tournaments all very touching and such. But, you know, as we know, Keith, the, you know, second round appearances aren't good enough anymore. Maryland's only been to one Sweet 16 since 2003. This is a nice mix of veteran and young players. Big Ten is Purdue and Michigan State. Where are they right now in the pecking order of the conference? And where's the Big Ten right now, Keith, in the national realm? Well, the Terps picked third in the preseason in the big uh, behind those two schools. Um, Yeah, the other polls, coaches and AP, what, 29 and 30, but CBS Sportsline has them 23rd. Then I read last week that they're one of the best chances for a dark horse oh final my. four a point of appearance. Well, well, well. So yeah, one one uh, one um, uh, indice or whatever um, source had that uh, picking them as a dark, and that may have been CBS Sportsline as well. So um, obviously they have numbers, they have depth, they got some new guys to uh, integrate with the uh, old guys. Fortunately, got a lot of guys back. You know, Juju and Dante didn't leave. And Jameer, um, you're going to be starting probably two freshmen if you're going to go small. Um, one, And then, obviously, Geronimo if you're going to go big. Um, but, um, you know, a lot of different ways to score. It's going to be up-tempo, you know, running, pressing, trapping, very athletic team. You know, as Coach said, 10 or 11 deep. Um, so, you know, most people have this team and program on the ascend. And I think they have enough pieces and enough bigs right now. Matty Torre will give them a good rim protector, the transfer up from New Mexico. You know, Juju's back, Donta. Everyone's had good camps. Everyone right now is healthy, um, you know, with the exception of Chance Stevens, who coming off uh, the um, the torn um, 
uh, he tore his um, well, he tore, what did he do? Ruptured patella. Apparently, he's going to be cleared in December. Uh, the sharpshooter transfer. So we'll see. A lot of a lot of ways to play. A lot of weapons, and um, good combination inside out and leadership. Hey Keith, what's the issue with after bye weeks? Why are they so bad? Oh, we pivoted to football. Maryland football. Yeah. One in three with Mike Loxley. I thought it was like oh oh and nineteen. Um <laughs> you know, I don't know what's going on. Maybe Bob in Vegas knows something here. The spread was eleven five two days ago. It's all the way down to eight and CBS. Picks uh, the uh, their upset pick of the week is Maryland over Penn State <laughs> tomorrow, so I'm not sure what's going on. But clearly, you go. Uh, it's a team right now that's pretty rudderless. They're being outcoached, outplayed, outhustled. Um, you've seen a regression instead of a progression from five and zero to now five and three, and three of those losses in a row are to the bottom feeders. And then you have the players this week coming out and saying. There's been too many distractions. They have major issues to fix. And Locke saying, hey, i got to get them prepared to play better. Now, <laughs> when you're eight games in or coming into nine this week, when you had the softest schedule in a decade, if not more, and you had the quarterback back and enough skill guys, and um, this set up for a perfect, easy, you know, seemingly season where you could get that next win, seven to eight to nine, showing progress, but now they're in a free-for-all um, and nobody has any answers and there's no adjustments or nothing that happens poorly the week before gets fixed uh, for the next week. And guys are all looking around. Um, apparently for the last two weeks, they've had players only meetings. <laughs> it hasn't yielded much, um, but you're coming out of a bye week. You had five starters back. You're playing a program that was on the brink of uh, extension in Northwestern last week with a backup quarterback, an interim coach, and you go out there and lay an egg like that. So hopefully they have some pride. Hopefully the stadium's not 75% blue and white tomorrow um, with Penn State coming into town. Conversely, all my Penn State friends or neighbors they're all worried about Penn State. They feel this is a toss-up game, and I go, huh? Um, so, you know, a lot of people aren't happy that Franklin can't be, win the big one. Obviously, it's a different dynamic than what Maryland's doing right now. But they got to show up, take some pride. Um, everyone, coaches, players, um, it's just been a free-for-all these last three weeks underachieving, playing down to the competition, killing themselves with the self-inflicted that we see every week, and still no rhyme or reason the offense. You know, every game they have a good first series, seem to get in the end zone. Then after that, the play call is just totally disjointed and dysfunctional. Uh, but no, coming out of bye weeks, they're not particularly sharp, that's for sure. Now, Keith, the thing that – and I told Damon on Thursday, the thing that bothered me most watching that game, you know, especially defensively, was effort – you know, because tackling oh, yeah. sucked and yeah. dumb penalties. And you know what? Neither one of those, effort and smarts, neither one of them takes any talent. Yeah, that goes back to the staff. Um, you know, they say they're a player-driven team. So I guess, you know, Loxley's given the players a lot of latitude, but he's probably they been need to too take easy. It back. Yeah, he's been too easy on them. <clears throat> Uh, the other bad news this week is receiver Tyrese Chambers, a senior out of Baltimore originally, he quit the team this week. And then Donovan Thompson, <clears throat> the three-star offensive lineman commitment 
from Georgia, who was originally from PG County, he decommitted this week. And Larry Tarver, the three-star corner out of Florida, visited Nebraska last week, and now he's a toss-up between Maryland and Nebraska. So you hope this slide doesn't continue and they continue to lose kids, uh, be it recruit commitments or whatnot. I'm sure there'll be a ton of kids out there tomorrow uh, for you know watching both teams. Obviously, from the local area, they've got to finish strong somehow. But guys, at, <clears throat> at the end of the day, all three of us are scratching our heads saying, can they get another win this year the way they're playing right now? Can they get bowl eligible? <laughs> Six wins now may be elusive. Rutgers is on the ascension. Nebraska's on the ascension. You're going out there next week to Nebraska playing 11 a.m. game central time. It'll probably be snowing, 50-mile-an-hour mm-hmm. winds, and they don't show up very well for these early games. But Nebraska should be by tomorrow bowl eligible. Rutgers is already bowl eligible. Obviously, Penn State and Michigan as well still to go. So there's no gimme right there that they can even get to six. And so it's a team and a program that had enough talent that's vastly, vastly underachieved, highlighted by these last three debacle weeks. He's Keith Cavanaugh, TerribleTimes.com. Keith, go get yourself a Claritin. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next Friday. All right, guys. Thanks. Have a great weekend. Yep. There you go. And uh, who said that Maryland wouldn't win another game if they lost to Northwestern? Bob Haney. I that think. is correct. It's Vinnie and Haney, 105. I hope I'm wrong, and I usually am, but this is going to be one of those right times, unfortunately. You're on the phones. Hang tight. We'll get you. Got news for the Nets coming up top of the hour. Buy or sell. Where's our weekend money? We'll count it. Hopefully, 1215. And KJ Wright, NFL stud. He'll be joining us. Preview the Seahawks and Ravens. Two first-place teams, Nolan. One o'clock at Emmett. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Bank Stadium. Vinny and Hades with Brought to you by Fox Hill Pizzeria and Crab Cakes, the best crab cakes in Harford County. 1057 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. Let's get to the whip before we get back to the phone calls. Bob Haney, Vinny Serrano, NHL last night. Caps back on the ice. Let's just say it was frozen. But their goal scoring was a little cold. How's that sound? Islanders protecting the 1-0 advantage. 9.20 to go in the opening period. Holmstrom gets in there with Fashing. Fashing back to Holmstrom. He scores. So, Joe B on the call. Joe Beninani, monumental sports. It was the Islanders 3-zip over the Caps. Did break a three-game Washington winning streak. But still, quiet night on the ice for Washington. Yeah, very quiet night. Gave up some bad goals. And uh, Barlamov played well. I think he stopped 32 shots. You know, and I, you know, maybe because Backstrom told a team that he was stepping away. Maybe they were depressed. I don't know. But they didn't, they didn't play well. And, and the Islanders are a really defensive team. So if you're up, if they get up two goals, that's like suffocating. No, they got suffocated. Three zip was the final score. Caps back on the ice tomorrow against Columbus. 
Blue Jackets come in at 4-4-2 in, in the NBA last night. Spurs beat Phoenix 132-121. Damian Lee, Calvert Hall dealing with a knee issue for the Suns. But Wemby, Victor Wembayana, 38-10 as the Spurs are now 3-2 on the year. This guy's a beast. He's banging threes. He was 3-6 for six from beyond the arc. He blocked shots. He's a stud. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it, and he's only going to get better. I think we're watching kind of a transcendent. Even Kevin Durant's watching this guy going, guy's incredible. Mm-hmm. He's going to be, he might be one of one when it's all said How's and done. How's doing, Bob? He's playing really well himself, too. He's another guy. Maybe not as overall skilled. Yeah. But he's really, they're going to be the two uh, rookie of the year guys. Holmgren, of course, Gonzaga missed all of last year out of OKC with a broken foot. Wizards tonight taking on Miami. The start of that in-game NBA tournament is tonight. What does all of it mean? The, the games count, but you advance in, in games, and there's a championship, and there's a financial incentive. Silver was on NBA or TNT last week and basically said to Kenny Smith, or Kenny Smith made a good point. So Kenny Smith, so basically this is like the Maui classic in the middle of the season. And he's like, yeah. Except you get like half a million dollars per player if you win it. And that except for the championship game, the games count towards your 82. And the Wizards in Miami are part of one of those pools and Hey, Miami's one and four, by the way. It's not like they're off to this great start themselves. But anyway, that's happening. Hey, Google it. You're really that interested. Uh, it's the Whip Around Video at Haiti 1057, the fan this day in sports history. How about we go back to uh, 1996 at the Forum in LA? Kobe Bryant, barely 18 years old, made his NBA debut, played six minutes, had a block and rebound. In that six minutes as the Lakers beat the T-Wolves, 91-85. Shaq attack came over from Orlando. Remember mm-hmm. the controversy yeah. there? 35-19. and 19. Tom Gugliotta. Forget how good Googs was out of NC State. Traded from the Bullets for Golden State. A long thing. But he had 26-14 and 14 there. Uh, M&T Bank Stadium. Ravens taking on New England. Sunday night football. New England was 8-0 going into this game, Nolan. Remember this? Ravens coming <laughs> off a bye. Lamar Jackson, two rushing touchdowns. Threw a touchdown pass to Nick Boyle. Gus Bus scored. Marlon Humphrey had a 70-yard scoop and score fumble. Return for a touchdown. As the Ravens blow out the Pats, 37-20. New England's O had to go. Ravens approved a 6-2. Remember, the Ravens finished 14-2. That year, so every Friday when we look back at that year, we're going to be talking about wins until we get to the playoffs, which was on a Saturday. However, it's Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. That's your whip around on this featured artist Friday. It's Outcast. Let's get back to the phones. Let's go to Kevin in Ellicott City. Kevin, thanks for holding what's happening. What's going on, Vinny and Bob? How you doing? Good, doing man. All right, man. Cool, cool. Uh couple points that I guess have need uh, facts. Is Seattle kind of 30th in third down conversions? That's what it kind of said. 29th. They're, they're 30th in red zone, 29th in third down. Okay, yeah, because I, I saw that, and then, you know, they're high. They're eighth or so in points per game, though. 
And I guess I was just thinking for us, you know, I'd love to see us have our best legs and our best brains for the fourth quarter because do you think it's going to be kind of that NFC Sunday afternoon game that's just fourth quarter drama and, you know, maybe they can pull it out? How do you feel about that? Um, I, I don't – fourth quarter game uh, – it all, if Lamar's playing well, I don't know that it's a fourth quarter game. It'll be the Ravens, it, you know, it'll be the Ravens trying to eat the clock would be my guess. Right. You know, and if Geno's does his North, if he has a AFC North quarterback rating like he's had in the other two AFC North game where it's 70, that means he's throwing a pick or two. Then uh, if the Ravens win the turnover battle, yeah, they'll they'll be just trying to, kill the clock towards the end. Yeah, I was just really hoping for a gr- progressive build-up to just a super strong fourth quarter for us where we do just shut them down and put them back on the plane to the West Coast, to be honest. Mm-hmm. We're getting to that point in the season where we're that type of hungry, right? Let's get it. Yeah. I appreciate y'all's time today, fellas. I got to get back to work, unfortunately. But thank you, and have a great weekend. All right, All right, All right Kevin, you do the same. Kevin and Ellicott City start stacking them wins. Maintain your advantage in the division. Pittsburgh won last night. Yeah, we'll get Five to that. And three. Yeah, so they're just kind of hanging around. That's what they do. Chris in Parkville. Chris, thanks for holding. Video at Haney, one zero five seven. The fan. What's happening, Vinny? Mister Haney. How you doing, bud? How are you? Good show as always. Thank um, you. yeah, I just uh, wanted to. Uh, touch on the uh, about the game, the Ravens and the Seahawks. I think um, the, no one has beat the Ravens but themselves. Correct. They played, they played like they can play against Detroit, and they just, you know, locked them down. They need to dictate the game. It's almost at times it seems there's like a Maserati or something that's kind of sputtering, and they're not hitting on all cylinders. If they come out and they dictate the game, as opposed to having the other team dictate it the way it goes. I think we're looking at like a 31 to 21 Ravens win. Damn, you took my score. So, spoiler alert, Chris. I like the way you think. <laughs> That's right. Great hey, minds think alike. Bob, let me ask Thanks, you this. Man. You win the toss. <laughs> what are you doing? Well, they had success a couple of weeks ago. Detroit. And it goes against the normal John Harbaugh philosophy. But as we've talked about, they're one of the most effective first quarter teams. So I win the toss if John Harbaugh would ask me. Oh, here it is. Harbaugh, mind your own. What? I would say (laughs) I would take the ball, march down, put them at a disadvantage just like they did to the Lions. Lions never really recovered. No, they didn't. And it was just an onslaught from then on out. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't mind because you're at home too. Mm-hmm. You know, crowd's going to be going crazy. Yeah, Chris McAllister is the celebratory star of the game. Well, I, what would you do, Norm? I like deferring as a universal thing. Uh-huh. I mean, if you find yourself with a team where it's obviously lopsided, where you're so much better on offense than defense, then sure, but I just like opening the second half with the ball. Okay. Well, Detroit offensively was very good mm-hmm. coming into the game. Right. And defensively, they were number one in the league against the rush. And last week, they deferred. On the road. Whatever it was, they started on defense and let 
Arizona score on their opening possession. But oh, there well, was that, that was Hamilton. Hold, right. Hamilton. A holding penalty. Sure. There. Yeah. But to your point, yeah. Well, if you're Harbs, all right. One week, uh, all right. Let me think of this. One week I go down, I take the ball and I score. The next week I defer and they take the ball and score. Maybe I'm at home, I take the ball. I agree with Vinny. It's Vinny and Haiti 1057. The fan news from the nest coming up next. Going to hear from the coordinators. More from Odell Beckham. How about we listen to a little of Pete Carroll talking about this matchup as well? Let's count that weekend money at 1215. <coughs> Pardon me, KJ Ryan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.